It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ground ball to third, step on the back, throw to first, ball game over. Cole Hamels, a complete game, and the Cubs provide more than enough offense as they beat the Reds by a final score of 7-1. to one. Play ball! This, this is the Locked On Reds podcast. I'm James Erpine. It is great to be with you on a Friday morning. A lot to get to today. On Twitter, at James Erpine, at Locked On Reds. Subscribe, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever You get your podcast. You heard it there first. Marty Brenneman, Reds Radio Network, and 700 WLW on the call. Reds lose the first of a four-game series against the Cubs, 7-1. Cole Hamels was great. Gave up one run in the first inning. After that, well, he was nearly perfect. Pitched a complete game, nine innings, two walks, seven strikeouts. Javi Baez was pretty good, too. Three of five for the Chicago Cubs as the Cubs improve to 73-53 and 53 on the season. And uh, look, this is what I, I was mentioning earlier this week. When you go up against Milwaukee a bunch and you go up against the Cubs a bunch, you're probably going to lose a lot when you're the Reds. And it's the, the reality is, is that's what's going to happen, potentially. Now, have the Reds fared well against the Cubs? Yes. Have they fared well against the Brewers? Yes, especially when you consider... Their records. Anthony DiScafani wasn't awful yesterday, especially when you're talking about going up against that Cubs lineup. Gave up eight hits, four in runs in six innings, had uh, struck out five. Michael Lorenzen came in and pitched two innings, a four hit ball, gave up a couple runs there as well. And so uh, the Reds, they, they lose their 72nd game of the year. And remember when there was 38 games left and I said, how many are they going to win? Can they please get around 500? Well, they're one in three since. The Reds are one in three since, and it's it's just it's going to be interesting to see what happens next, how they do this weekend. You got three more games. I'll be there Sunday at Wrigley, and something tells me that uh, Homer Bailey's going to lose. The Reds are one in sixteen in Homer Bailey starts, and I have to put my confidence. My one trip to Wrigley, I've never been there before, in Homer Bailey, ugh. It stinks. It really does. But uh, 34 games remaining for the Reds this year. We'll preview the weekend a bit. If there, By the way, if there's anything I need to do at Wrigley or in Chicago in general, let me know. I've been to Chicago before, but it was in the winter for a Bulls game. And then it was uh, a couple's trip uh, or, you know, um, a significant other trip. I would put it like that. And it was in – it was colder. Uh, it was me and the lady – uh, my girlfriend at the time, now fiance, heck, five, six years ago. So we we went to Chicago and did a, a few of the touristy things in downtown Chicago. And it was really cool. And we stayed in some cool places for a weekend, bounced around every night. And, and it was awesome. But this now is about diving in and, and seeing what some of the local stuff is. So if you've been to Chicago, maybe we have some listeners in Chicago or a frequent in Chicago. Hit me up, please. James Erpine at ESPN1530.com. Also on Twitter at James Erpine. My DMs are open too. So if you don't want to put it out there for, for the public, you could slide right into my DMs and let me know where I should go 
in Chicago. Uh, I'm excited, though. I'm excited to see this team. I'm excited to see Wrigley. I'm excited to get that experience as a baseball fan. If you listen to this podcast, you're probably a big baseball fan. And by the way, today we are going to talk about Billy Hamilton and Matt Harvey and uh, what the next 24 hours could look like for them or the next, hell, the next 12 hours where the the clock is ticking. But, uh, yeah, I I just – I want to experience that. And in recent seasons, I heck, last Friday I went to – the Reds game, it's it's not the same at Great American Ballpark. The Reds are great at the fan experience. I love Great American Ballpark. I was just thinking about this yesterday. I drove by Great American Ballpark on the highway. I, I had to drive down to the airport yesterday. And uh, driving back, I take 75. And to take 75, you have to pass uh, downtown and, and go past the ballpark. And I was just looking, and it's like, man... Great American Ballpark looks awesome. From the highway, it looks great. Walking up to it, it looks great. The statues out front are awesome. Like, that setup is really great. And so, if if I was someone out of town coming in, and I don't think it's my bias, my Reds bias one bit, I love that experience. And so, I'm really excited to, to experience Wrigley. I'm really excited to take that in. And it's a 220 first pitch on Sunday. Which is awesome. 220 Eastern, 120 in Chicago. But that'll give me plenty of time. It's a, an hour later. But I'm excited to take in that culture. I'm excited to have Cubs fans scream at me for wear, wearing red. I don't care about that stuff. So if you follow me on social media, I'll certainly be posting. Uh, the, the original, let me tell you this the original reason, it's not to go to Wrigley. You think, oh, James, you're a big sports fan, obviously, right? You, you never gone to Wrigley. Um, or you're you're going to Chicago to go to Wrigley. One of the two. The the trip isn't even for Wrigley. The trip is 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 my fiance and her uh, a couple friends uh, from her work wanted to do a tough mutter, and they said, oh well, let's make it a, a couples thing. So it's it's myself, her, and, and two other couples, and we're going to Chicago for a tough mutter. I sprained my ankle like a month ago. If you listen to ESPN 1530, it was a really big topic with uh, Tony Pike and Mo Egger during our Bengals training camp coverage. But I'm like nervous as hell about a tough mudder. Normally, I, I like to stay in pretty good shape. Now we got this tough mudder, and I'm nervous. Like, oh, my, can I make it? So we have that Saturday. Probably going to go out. I'll get to Chicago later tonight. Probably go out uh, in Chicago tonight. Um, and then tough mudder tomorrow. Tomorrow night will be a rest and relax and recover from what you just did to, to, to your body. For It's a 10-mile obstacle course in the mud. It's pretty much what, what I, how I would describe it. And there's like 13 or 14 different obstacles. And, and so I can't even run yet on this ankle. So we'll see how it goes. Hopefully I survive to make it to the game on, my, on uh, Sunday. I mean, that's, I guess that's the key first. Tweet me. Make sure I survive. And then hopefully I get to see the Reds at Wrigley. But yeah, I had to kind of be like, hey, if we're going to Chicago, especially, and, and I was going to Wrigley regardless. They could be playing the Brewers. They could be playing whoever. I'm like, hey, I got to go to Wrigley. It's in the summer. I have to go. I haven't been yet. That's a bucket list item. And uh, it happened that the, the Reds were playing in town the weekend of the tough one. I'm like, all right, now we can all go. Because even though you guys aren't diehards like me, uh, you know, sports nerds that have to experience this, I do. And uh, so they're on board. I can't wait. It'll be a lot of fun. So hit me up with your tips, Wrigley, what we should do, um, what we should do in Chicago, et cetera. We got some stuff planned, but I'm certainly open to uh, moving some things around and making sure we can squeeze in as much 
as possible. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked on Reds podcast. We're going to dive into Billy Hamilton and Matt Harvey and what I want to see happen today as they uh, they did get claimed. We don't know which teams, what move I want to see. We'll do that in just a second here on the Locked on Reds podcast. But I do want to talk about this weekend because I, I think it's a, a very interesting time for the Reds. They can play spoiler. And that's a very fun, interesting opportunity for a team like the Reds. Now, does that mean if they beat the Cubs in the next three games, they're going to spoil the Cubs' chances at the playoffs? No. But could they put a dent in it? Could they make the Cubs struggle a bit? Yes. And tonight, and this ties together, Matt Harvey scheduled to get the start. Or today, excuse me, at 2.20. If Matt Harvey starts at 2.20, I would assume he that they're not getting a deal done for him. I'll tell you this right now. Matt Harvey should not play today. I, I Last I heard, he got claimed. It was, right what, around 7 o'clock Wednesday night, and it's 48 hours. So I don't want to risk anything to him, so I wouldn't start him. It's just the reality of it. I would not start him today, and I would start someone else. But it'll be interesting to see. That's why we're doing the podcast so early. One, I have to travel. Two, I, I it's weird with the day games, just with my schedule at the radio station and when I can record. So... Uh, yeah, 2.20 start today, Matt Harvey, I don't think he should be on the mound. If he's not, maybe they move up Luis Castillo. Jim Riggleman said this yesterday. There is a plan in place if they find a deal for Harvey. If they're close, I would expect to see Luis Castillo or someone else. Uh, whoever else uh, is expected to slide in, that's who should slide in. You, you should give Matt Harvey away at this point. That's the re- the reality of it. On Saturday, Luis Castillo, 7-10 and 10 on the year, and uh, he's going to look for his eighth win. I need to see more, Luis. Come on. I wish he was pitching Sunday. I wish, I so wish he was pitching Sunday because Sunday it is Homer Bailey, and I just have a feeling they're going to lose. It's really mean to say, I guess, and it sucks that, that I look at it that way. Maybe this is the day he breaks out of his streak. Maybe I'm good luck, as Jeffrey Carr texted me yesterday. But uh, Bailey, 1-11 on the year. Something tells me he's not going to have a bunch of success against the Cubs or Kyle Hendricks, who comes in at 9-10 and 10 on the season, and we'll be going up against Bailey on Sunday. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked on Reds podcast. We discussed Matt Harvey a little bit. Give him away. Just give him away. Um, but I do want to talk about Billy Hamilton, his value, what he could bring back in a potential deal since he did get claimed. We'll talk about that next on the Locked on Reds podcast. This is the Locked on Reds podcast. And, yeah, so – Billy Hamilton is a guy who is interesting, right? Because he certainly has value on a contender. Like, Billy Hamilton has value. There are plenty of contenders that could use a fourth outfielder that brings that kind of defense and that kind of running around the bases. Here's the thing with Billy. He's, his average is up to 239, which isn't great, but it's not awful. He's getting on base 30% of the time. He's played better, better at the plate. Now, do I buy into that? Like, is that going to be a long-term thing? The answer is no. I, I don't expect it to be. I don't think it's going to be. But I think it's very interesting that he's starting to surge here a little bit. Does that entice a contender more than it would have had he been over his last 20? D- does a, a contender look at what he's done in the month of August and say, Oh, yeah, we, we could deal with that. That's someone we should go after. He's hitting 300 in the month of August. He's getting on base. Uh, his on-base percentage is 325, you know, 32% of the time on base. 
just I look at that and I say, huh. Now he's got seven stolen bases in the month of August. So he's showing you everything. We obviously know what he does defensively. He's 22 hits in August. Two doubles, two triples, and six RBIs. Three walks. I look at Billy Hamilton. I think he could get something of value in return. And if you can't get anything that's valuable, then don't do it. I've also heard of the idea that Billy Hamilton, he's under contract next year, so that could hurt him. Well, not really, because what the the team could do, uh, let's say you're a contender. Let's say you're whatever team. Without even looking at personnel, let's say the Red Sox say they really want Billy Hamilton, but they don't want to pay him next year. Well, they could turn it down in arbitration, and he become he could he could become a free agent a year early. That's what the Reds were going to do with Adam Duvall. That's why they traded him, which I still love that deal in hindsight. He's struggling, by the way. Last I checked, he was hitting like 124, something like that, in the Atlanta Braves organization. But Hamilton, to me, if you can't get value for him, you keep him. But I think you could get something that's worth something. What do you guys think about that? Like, do you think Billy Hamilton's valuable? I would not give him away. And I know Jim Riggleman the other day speculated that it could be a Shebler, Hamilton, and Jesse Winker outfield next season. And that certainly could be the case, especially on opening day. But if I'm the Reds, I don't think Billy Hamilton's going to be here in 2020. He's a free agent after the 2019 season regardless. Maybe try to get something for him right now from a contender that Feels like he could use him. Maybe he's the missing link. And honestly, I, I the dream scenario, and this is just the dream, would be Matt Harvey and Billy Hamilton getting claimed by the same team. Because if I'm a contender, you could almost get Matt Harvey as a throw-in and get be giving up a lot or, or, or something of value for Billy Hamilton. But that could inject a lot of life into a, a team on August 24th. Adding a bona fide starter who could be your third or fourth guy in Matt Harvey, which which is in that range, and potentially contribute in some capacity in the playoffs. And then add Billy Hamilton as well. And you don't have to pay either one next season. You you could turn down hit the, the rights, the arbitration rights. Uh turn down his player tender, I believe is the is the correct term. I'm I'm saying that wrong, but you get my point. So if they did that then Billy Hamilton would be a free agent. And if you're the Reds, th- this, is why, this is why trading him makes sense. Let's say that happens. Let's say you like Billy Hamilton, but you didn't want him for $8 million, which is probably what he would get if he goes to arbitration. You can negotiate with him this offseason. You could bring him back, pay him as a fourth outfielder, and if he starts in center field for a, a year or two, that's great. <laughs> it's fine. I-, I think that's part of this here is the money. I think a lot of people are fine with Billy Hamilton hitting eighth or ninth and playing center field every night. But for $8 million, I I don't think anyone's on board with that. I don't think a contender would be on board with that. I don't think the Reds are on board with that. And that's why I don't think it's likely he gets moved. But I think that's why the Reds are seriously listening. And Dick Williams and Nick Carl, they're going to try to get a deal done. Who knows if it happens? We'll know later today. I'm James Erpine. This has been the Locked on Reds podcast. Please hit me up with what I should do in Chicago at James Erpine on Twitter at Locked on Reds. You can also email me, James Erpine at ESPN1530.com. I know it's not the offseason yet, but I just want to let you know the Locked on Reds podcast will continue this offseason. Tell any Reds fan you know about this podcast. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Every podcast posted 
at LockedOnReds.com. Have a great weekend. Hit me up with your tips until Monday. Actually, it might be time. It depends on when I get back Monday. We should have a podcast, though, probably from the home office. But until then, I'm James Erpine. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Reds podcast. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.